shots to Jeff, you bad motherfucker. Oh shit, Ross to Jeff in the house. Greetings from Podcastville. This episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast is brought to you by my friends at SeedsHereNow.com. SeedsHereNow.com offers seeds from all of the industry's leading breeders, including TH Seeds, Swamp Boys Genetics, and of course, Irie Genetics. Everything at SeedsHereNow.com is backed by an award-winning satisfaction guarantee, and for my friends on a tight budget, SeedsHereNow.com offers several packs for under $30, as well as amazing monthly sales. Make sure to use coupon code GFYH10 while checking out to save a few bucks. Once again, that is coupon code GFYH10 while checking out at SeedsHereNow.com. Yeah, welcome to the show, podcast world. I'm your host. My friends call me Rasta Jeff, and this is episode 693 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. In this episode, I'm going to feature my new strain called Saka Souffle. Before I get to that part of the show, let's do a few shout outs to a few of those great folks who continue to support the show on Patreon. Let's kick it off with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to my friend Kess Burton. Let's send a big thank you shout out and a fist bump to Redbeard and Noah N. Let's send a big thank you shout out to Brendan Groves and Paparoni. Let's send a big fist bump to Just a Smokin'. I want to send a special thank you shout out to my friend North North Terps. Let's send a big thank you shout out to Mr. Mean Green. I want to send a fist bump to Guido7 and Brian P. Then let's wrap it all up with the big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to DZ from Detroit. Big thanks and big shout out to everybody who continues to support the show on Patreon. If you are not already supporting the show and you would like to learn how to do so, all you have to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. All of the information you need is right there on the screen. And you know, I do include a link in the show notes and in the video description to make it nice and easy for all of my friends. By the time this episode comes out, the Black Friday sale will be live. If you need a new Irie Genetics t-shirt, maybe a tray, maybe a grinder, maybe a coffee cup, those things will be available on the website. Simply click on the web store. That will take you right to the web store where you can get the merchandise. When you check out, use coupon code GFYH25. That will save you 25% off everything in the store. Also, Saka Souffle and the Machine will be dropping at most vendors on Black Friday, so check out the vendor list on the website and make sure you're ready for Black Friday, Saka Souffle, and the Machine. All right, I don't want to ramble too much here at the beginning of the show. May already be too late for that. Let's talk about Saka Souffle. I like to start my strain features by talking about the parents. That only makes sense. The parents of Saka Souffle are Biscotti and Arise. It is a female Biscotti plant and an Arise male. In this episode and every episode, when I talk about my Arise male, uh, I will say Arise and King Solomon uh, interchangeably. They will mean the same thing. King Solomon is a specially selected Arise plant. He's just an Arise F1 male. Uh, he's my favorite male in my lineup. He's one of the best male plants I've ever used and work with, uh, worked with. I have named him King Solomon. If you read about King Solomon, you may understand why I chose that name. That's not important, but uh, the important part is knowing that Arise and King Solomon are the same thing. When I say male Arise and King Solomon, same dude, same guy. He's got two names. I call him Sully. I call him Saul. 
Uh, but that's King Solomon or just Solomon. That's the Arise male. That's who I'm talking about. And another note, when I list genetics, uh, I always list ladies first. So when you hear me say biscotti to arise or whatever to whatever, uh, Girl Scout cookies to Grateful Dog or uh, banana kush to Cherry Widow, um, I'm always listing, always listing ladies first. And the one that I say second is the pollen donor. And I'm saying pollen donor at this time because sometimes uh, that is a reversed cross and it is a feminized plant. It was a female that gave us pollen. It wasn't truly a male, but it was the pollen donor. So I'm, I'm going to say that it always is the pollen receiver to the pollen donor first. But the easy way to remember that is ladies first. So when I'm talking about crosses, when I say right now, biscotti to arise, I do mean the biscotti was the lady in this cross. I said I was going to try to not ramble already too late for that. So the cross is biscotti to arise. Let's talk about the biscotti. To the best of my research, there were uh, uh, different differing results on the internet. I saw a couple of different things. To the best of my research, what made the most sense to me from the uh, research online, the flavors, aromas, growth experience with this plant, I'm going to agree that I believe it is gelato, Girl Scout cookies, and South Florida OG. If you've got any varying information or better or different information and you would like to have a friendly conversation about it, if you come at me like a dick, I'm going to delete your email, to be honest with you. If you're cool and calm and collected and friendly and want to have a conversation, uh, my email address is hotmail.com. Let me know what you believe the cross is. I'm open to those friendly conversations. I enjoy and appreciate that sort of stuff. Let me get back on track here. <clears throat> I really enjoyed the biscotti. The biscotti came from a friend of mine. Um, he grew it from seed. He made the selection. He found a great cut. I really liked it. He really liked it. He gave me a cut. Um, it smelled so good. And the flowers, when I smoked the flowers, it made me super mellow. It gave me that, uh, we can't say Girl Scout cookies anymore, but uh, from here out, Girl Scout cookies means, or GSC means Girl Scout cookies. It gave me that GSC buzz, but it grew so much better than the GSC. And it gave me more of an open buzz. GSC or the cookies, I'll call it kind of put me in a, a bubble. It seemed to shut me down and put me in my own uh, my own zone. I was not very social. I wanted to grab a guitar, grab a drum, uh, write something, uh, be creative, search the internet, scroll my phone. That's what uh, GSC or cookies kind of did to me. The biscotti had that punch to the face from the cookies, but also kind of made me want to be more social. It made me want to talk and didn't put me in my own uh, silent bubble. So it was better for being social, better for being outdoors and active and uh, in the public, which I often have to be over here on a podcast. Imagine just being in your bubble here. That'd be hard to do. Uh, so I really enjoyed the buzz. It didn't shut me down as much. And it seems to grow better than the original cookies that seems to be crossed with it. But it had a lot of cookies traits. It was like uh, just turbo cookies, better cookies. And I enjoy that because I really liked the cookies back in the day. So uh, that is the biscotti. It was uh, gelato, Girl Scout cookies, South Florida OG. Smelled good, really dense flowers. Kind of made me mellow, but not too mellow. Similar to cookies, uh, better grower, but a more outgoing social buzz. Now let's talk about the Arise. I said before that when I talk about King Solomon and Arise, it is the same plant. It is an F1 Arise uh, that was specially selected, and he is named King Solomon. So let's talk about that. That is a golden goat female pollinated by a daybreaker male. Uh, that golden goat's got that uh, tropical sweet kind of flavors. It grows with uh, kind of an indica structure, but sativa traits, and it's got a very sativa dominant head buzz. It kind of gets to your brain and makes your head spin. And I think that golden goat 
uh, mixes in with everything that I cross from the arise, that really adds to the potency. That is the golden goat doing the potency. On the other side of that cross, we've got the daybreaker. Uh, that is Chem D and Joseph OG. So you've got Chem and Kush flavors and aromas. That plant had big, uh, wide, fat leaves that you could camp under. You could live under those leaves. They were so big. Uh, it had that funky, earthy, cushy, gassy, chemical sort of smell. So I bred the golden goat, that sweet tropical, to that gassy, cushy thing, and that gave us a rise. Uh, all of those plants grow with what I call hyper vigor and great potency. So when you cross the arise to anything, that hyper vigor and potency comes along. So that's why I breed almost everything to King Solomon. You see everything crossed to Solomon. I cross a lot of stuff to eject the Ripper male, and I do a lot of reversals, but Solomon is my most used male. So that's why I've selected Solomon for this cross. That's why he was bred to the biscotti. Let's talk a little bit about how these plants grow, the original plants, the parent plants, that will lead us into a little bit about how the offspring are expected to grow. Uh, the biscotti grows fairly quickly, and it got fairly tall in the garden quite early. I would have to pop it, twist it, bend it over, manipulate it some way because it would take off. Uh, but that was a good thing because I like those vigorous, uh, fast-growing plants. Uh, some of the phenotypes would make long branches, and it would always make gigantic tops. Every branch, every top on the plant of the biscotti would just dense, rock-hard nuggets with beautiful colorings. It would make pinks. Uh, it would go from light greens to pinks, and then it would fade into like burgundies and stuff like that. But the top cola would always just be a big, it would look like a baseball bat. No matter how big the plant was, we were just kicking out baseball bats out of that one. Um, where was I now? Uh, the golden, uh, the arise. Uh, I mentioned before, the arise, it grows with hyper vigor, super quick grower. Uh, it is super resistant to mold, super resistant to bugs. Uh, it passes on that super potency trait. So that is the arise and the biscotti. Why did I make it? Uh, the buds from the biscotti were great and the buzz was super nice, but um, I say that Arise fixes everything. There was really nothing wrong with the biscotti, but if you could have your favorite thing and make it better, just make it turbocharge everything, why not? It's the new world. We want everything stronger, faster, louder right now. Uh, maybe we could do that if we pollinated it with Arise. I know that Arise is the champ. So I hit it with my King Solomon pollen. King Solomon pollen could be a tongue twister if you try to say it too many times. Um, so I crossed those, and it made a strain that I call Saka Souffle. Now, this gets us to uh, something that a lot of people have been asking about, and a lot of people also understand. What the hell does Saka Souffle mean? Where did you come up with this name? What is this? If you know me at all, if you've been following me on social media for a while, if you've been watching the podcast, if you know me personally, you know that I am a huge fan of comedy. I love laughter. I love stand-up comedy. I love comedy podcasts. I love comedy videos. I think that life kind of beats us down all day. And all the, if you got a life bar like in a video game, uh, when the boss yells at you, you get a couple of damage points. And when the cops get behind you and make you nervous, your damage bar starts flashing and getting all weird. Uh, I think that comedy and music, a lot of it is comedy, a lot of it is music in two different ways. Those refill your damage bar, your energy bar, your life bar. It makes life better again. Uh, it's like kissing the boo-boos. You get told some good jokes and you just feel better. It's like uh, it's like soup on a sick day. So I really love comedy. I'm rambling about comedy now. I could do that all day. I'm a huge fan of stand-up comedy. The last episode I put out was about The Machine. That, of course, was named after Burt Kreischer. So this Saka Souffle was named uh, kind of after a combination of another one of my favorite comedians, Tom Segura, also uh, Larry King. So let me tell the story of how this name came up. Tom Segura, one of my favorite comedians, was on Larry King Live. Big up to Larry King. Rest in peace, right? Yeah, rest in peace, Larry King. Um, 
Larry King asked Tom Segura one of his guilty pleasures, and Tom Segura innocently answered, chocolate souffle. Now, Larry King at the time was about 132 years old, and he squinted and looked confused and said, Saka souffle. And it was funny. And that is where Saka souffle came from. I kind of took that soundbite and made it a strain name. Uh, I became very popular on Your Mom's House podcast. That is the name of the show, uh, Your Mom's House podcast. That is where Tom Segura and Christina Pazinski uh, do their thing. Uh, shout out to uh, both of them. Hi and tight. What up, Jeans? But uh, if you're into weird, uh, if you're broken like me, you would enjoy that podcast. Weird, great humor. Check him out. But that is where Saka Souffle came from. That clip became real popular on their show. I watched that show a lot. Uh, friends and I would just say Saka Souffle when somebody was uh, just doing something outlandish or if there wasn't the right thing to say at the right time, I just go Saka Souffle. And it, it just fills gaps. It was great. So Saka Souffle became a strain name. <clears throat> I said I wasn't going to ramble too much on that. Uh, I've done that already. Now, let's talk about growing. Uh, big up to Tom Segura also. Uh, let's talk about growing some Saka Souffle. Most phenotypes of Saka Souffle are going to take between 60 and 70 days to flower. The darker black leaf phenotype finishes in 63 days. There will be a phenotype that pops up that is kind of short and kind of squat, and it makes dark, dark leaves very easy. You probably aren't messing it up. It'll look like you're having a problem, like you're struggling in your grow. That is a trait of this plant. That comes from the, uh, we're not allowed to say Girl Scout cookies anymore. So now I have to say cookies or GSC. The Girl Scout cookies got mad that somebody made a strain called Girl Scout cookies. Now we have to say GSC cookies. I'll say random things. Uh, culturally, it's cookies, GSC. Uh, well, I'll say those when I'm talking about Girl Scout cookies. Just know that. Uh, but the Girl Scout cookies would turn black back in the day. There was a hashtag on social media, social media. I'm not sure what I said the first time. There was a hashtag on social media that said hashtag black leaf society. And that was because a lot of the Girl Scout cookies, <clears throat> the cookies, the cookies crosses plants were changing black leaf colors uh, in mid to late flower. If you see a phenotype where the petioles are turning uh, really dark purple really quickly and the leaves uh, fade to black, you're probably not messing it up. That is probably the plant. That is just what these plants do. So that black leaf phenotype does finish at 63 days. The lighter colored plants do take uh, approximately 70 days. It kind of seems like the darker, the shorter finishing and the lighter plants are the longer finishing. So the lighter color, it could be a nutrient thing also, but if you're growing them right and feeding them properly, the lighter colored plants are gonna take a little bit longer with this cross. Let's talk about the aromas and flavors. I really, really enjoy the funky, gross aromas and flavors that come from the Saka Souffle. Uh, it starts off with that peppery cookie dough thing. And I know that sounds weird, but imagine if you took one of those store-bought logs of cookie dough and just sprinkled just a hint of black pepper in it and it warmed it up. It's got a warm cookie dough with pepper sort of a smell. And I really, really do enjoy that. It's got pastries. Uh, sugary pastries, maybe some sort of scones or uh, maybe the bakery aisle at the store, maybe just a bakery. It's got that sort of smell. Also, there are some phenotypes that present a cough syrup sort of a smell and also a bubble gum sort of a candy flavored sort of a smell. Uh, also, there's one that mixes that. <clears throat> Remember when you were little, sometimes they gave us a pink cough syrup that was almost good, almost gross at the same time. Uh, some of the phenotypes reminded me of that good, gross, pink cough syrup. So there's a lot of pastry, 
uh, peppery candy flavored. Then there's a bubble gum. And then there's a cough syrup funky flavor that does appear. Um, lots of great aromas and flavors. But those are what the flavors I think you can expect. There are more, but I'm going to stop there. I can confuse you and give you too many descriptors. That's a bad habit of mine. So expect cookie dough, pastries, cough syrup, and some bubblegum phenotypes. I've noticed that the lighter colors are more prone, uh, have more potential for the bubblegum phenotypes. Those dark colored plants aren't going to have the bubblegum in most cases is what I have noticed. Now let's talk a little bit about the growth, shape, and structure of these plants. Uh, these plants are, they make really tight buds and most of the phenotypes make a big baseball bat type center bud. No matter how you train it, trim it, top it, that middle bud with the center stalk, uh, that thing likes to grow a big, fat, chunky bud. You can almost always expect impressive top colas from these plants. Some of the phenotypes only grow a top cola. If you are a screen or a sea of green type grower, the kind of grower that just puts a bunch of plants like small plants in one table or one tray, packs them in real tight, just wants one tall branch. There's a phenotype in this line that does do that for you. If you're looking for that one cola, I call it the spear. Uh, it just makes one big rock all the way up. It is beautiful. That is a good cash crop. Uh, there's another one that is more kind of bushy. It grows kind of even uh, and it doesn't get that super top cola and it grows real even without topping it. It's kind of bushy, uh, makes that menorah effect. And then there's another one that does the, uh, it gets kind of bushy, but it doesn't, it gets real tall and the branches get real long, but it doesn't go out real wide. It stays real in, real skinny. So you got one that kind of branches out, gets bushy, doesn't make a top, one that is just tops, and then one that is a top with branches trying to keep up, basically. Those are the three dominant phenotypes that I, uh, phenotypical categories. I'm going to say categories because you're going to see differences. You're going to see outliers. These are uh, F1s. It's an F1 cross. You're going to see variation, but that one big spear is a common phenotype. That menorah type branchy one is a very common phenotype. And that one that just gets tall and lanky with a bunch of chasers, that is a very common phenotype. That one that gets tall and has all the chasers, <clears throat> Every bud along the side and along the bottom will rock up and be silver and shiny and covered in trichomes. Even the bottoms on these plants are amazing. That one that's just a tall spear all the way down, usable, harvestable product. That one that's bushy and spreads out, that's a great plant. That's kind of like a classic plant that'll grow very well and give you everything you're expecting and looking for. That one may change colors on you a little more quickly, the, and it'll get a little bit woody as well. If you got that more branchy, spread out phenotype, that's you're going to get more colors, possibly some woodier type responses from the branches. Let's talk more about some specifics. Uh, these plants are kind of slow growers. Uh, they, a lot of my plants are known for hyper vigor, and they grow very quickly in veg. I've noticed that these don't grow as quickly in veg, but the minute you put them in flower, they make up for all of the lost time. They just go shebang, kapow, they take off. These plants have the potential and opportunity to triple in size from when you put them in flower. So if they're uh, one foot tall, when you put the plant in flower, expect it to get up to three feet tall by the time it is flowering. Allow proper light space, allow proper ceiling space. These plants have the potential to triple in size. I'm going to say that again, triple three times the size from when you flower. That can get out of control for some growers, so be prepared for that. If you're running a scrog net, if you're bending, popping, twisting, that will help you out. Uh, if you've got that uh, tall, stretchy pheno that makes the stretchy branches, that bad bitch is going to triple in size before it is done, so be ready for that. Uh, what else do we have to mention? Uh, the straight spear, that one big cola, the bush, the rocks. Oh, the black leaves. If you are getting black leaves, I probably said this already, um, 
that is not your fault. That is probably uh, just the phenotype from that plant. That even bushier phenotype is great. That thing will put out great product that smells great, looks beautiful. Uh, the node spacing is super tight. Uh, it, it's kind of a, it's kind of not the super easiest plant to grow, but the smoke from that one is my favorite. The bushier phenotype uh, is my favorite to smoke. All right, now I'm going to talk about the buzz that I experience when I smoke Saka Souffle. This is what I got from it. I feel like Saka Souffle is the kind of herb that you could roll up a big fat joint and smoke it on the way to work. And when you get to work, you clock in. And by the time you clock out, you don't even know you just had a long, hard day at work. It's like, just get shit done weed, but you don't even know it. Like you're so in this tunnel vision thing, but you're still like uppity and peppity so you could deal with customers if you got a social job. I think it would be great work weed if you had to go deal with people, deal with the public. Uh, if you're not into the public, it would be good herb if you like to smoke and then go out in public and go do your stuff. This would be great for that because it gives you that. It just gives you a little bit of a pep, but it also gives you that like um, super high kind of thing. Sometimes when you get too high, you get too much into your bubble. This one doesn't put you into that little uh, that little private bubble. Does it give you the blinders that they put on the horses? Some of the herb I breed will give you the blinders and give you a panic attack. This one doesn't give you too much of that, but it does put you in the bubble. One thing I did notice was every time I smoked it, it kind of got me like above and behind my eyes. It felt like my... Uh, like my, my hat was too tight. It almost felt like, like I was wearing a headband. There's already a strain called headband, but it did feel like I had like my headphones were too tight. I kept like feeling like pressure or something around my face. Uh, I noticed it and I enjoyed it. So it, it gets me in the eyes. It puts me in that bubble, but I'm also still functional, which is a good thing for me because uh, people like to talk to me. People expect me to be functional and doing shit. So I can't be too roasted all the time. I've noticed that those... Uh, the phenotypes, they get the purple pedials, the long purple leaves. Those are going to give you more of that, that tunnel vision, sort of a sort of a buzz, sort of a thing. Now let's work into that part of the paper where I always write tips and tricks. I've already mentioned that this plant is a slow grower, but it does explode in flower. I wrote again, triple in size. Some of the phenotypes of these plants will triple in size. Be prepared. You've been forewarned. Uh, where do we go from there? Fat, dense nugs, even the lowers get dense and frosty. If you don't have your environment dialed in, you may want to pop and twist and bend and top these plants and create a bunch of smaller bud sites instead of just one big gigantic bud site. If you lay it on its side, uh, those smaller buds will grow up and you don't get one big giant dense bat. You get a row of smaller buds. Uh, if you tip that big branch on its side, it may help you out with mold issues, but you're going to get big buds. So be prepared. Uh, get your environment dialed in. These plants some of the phenotypes I mentioned, I may have mentioned that the bushier phenotypes will get a little bit woody later in their life. Pop and twist them early because you don't want them to explode. Some of the woody phenotypes will get a little bit crunchy. Uh, they're going to get big. They're going to need some sort of support. Even those uh, single bud phenotypes, they may enjoy some support. It may help you out. If you just put down a screen and put one bud per screen or just put one stick per bud, that would help you out. The tall, stretchy one is definitely going to need some sort of supports. The light green phenotypes are more bendy. Uh, they're easier to work into a trellis, into a canopy. They're more pliable. Uh, once they start getting a little bit purple, they do get kind of woody. They do kind of snap. You'll break off leaves and branches much more easily. So be careful with those purple phenotypes. That is not a nutrient deficiency. That's not a problem. That is just something in the genetics that does happen. Pop and twist those gently because you don't want those to explode. Top them early. Let them branch out uh, to prevent that giant cola at the end. Uh, purple stems and purple and dark colors is common. I keep saying that, but that is in my notes a lot. Uh, it fades hard in late bloom and looks sad. It's okay. It just does that. It looks like a phosphorus or a potassium deficiency. Uh, it's just done. 
Uh, sometimes that purple stock finishes up. Uh, it's not a nutrient issue. What I wrote down was sometimes the plant itself looks like it's done before the trichomes are ripe. Just let the plant keep going. The trichomes will ripen up. Even if those leaves are black and turning gold and yellow, let it keep going. There will be some very beautiful photo opportunities. Uh, it's, there's not a problem. It's just done. That plant is entering what is called senescence. It's like, dude, I've done my life. I'm only supposed to live a year. I'm only supposed to flower for so long. It had its, uh, its whole goal was to get pollinated. All of its organs to receive pollen have now receded and dried up. That plant is done. It's in senescence. It's over. Uh, it's waiting for its time to die. It's just waiting for you to cut it down. But until you do, those trichomes will keep ripening. So let it keep going. Don't cut it down too early. Let it finish. That trade again does come from the GSC. I'm not sure what trait in the GSC that, uh, what line from that came from, what parent, but that is a trait from the GSC. Anyone who grew the cookies back in the day, we saw it turn different colors. We got it black, we got it purple. Uh, environmental factors and pushing it, nutrients would change these plants so many different colors. Um, eventually you just realize that when you dial it in, it will change a lot of cool colors. It's not anything we're doing wrong. Uh, don't try to overfeed it to correct a nutrient issue. Uh, that's when you mess it up. It'll start doing, uh, usually it'll stack up and make a good bud. If you overfeed it, it'll do what I call the spiral staircase. You get the main stalk and then right up that stem, you get uh, a bud here and then a bud here and a bud here. And it doesn't fill in like it's supposed to. If you feed it properly, that'll all fill in. It'll be one giant cola that fills up that whole Maris stem. Just be one chunky baseball bat worth of nuggets. Where else do I have to go from there? Uh, these plants handle spider mites very well. We had one tester get hit with uh, regular spider mites and these plants didn't get touched. We had another tester get hit with the worst of all. He got the russets and he said these plants fared the best in the room. I'm not going to call anybody out for their russets, but good work for recovering from that. They finished the harvest of this plant with russets and made it to the end. That's a big challenge. All right. My final notes on this one, I've got expect big buds. So have airflow and VPD dialed in, possibly water less to reduce uh, humidity and to prevent issues. If you're watering less, uh, you're gonna have less water in the room. Defoliate, that will reduce transpiration. These plants don't make a lot of leaves. They're super easy to trim. Uh, pull off a lot of those big leaves with the long purple petioles. Uh, that'll make less air in the room, less transpiration. You won't have as much water in the room just because of that. These plants don't really like cold at all. They get uh, purple and they stop growing. I had some plants on a cold floor they just stopped. We had another person report their room got cold. They just stopped. Don't get them, <clears throat> excuse me, don't get them extremely cold. Basic diurnal temperature swings will be okay. Your five, seven, maybe 10 degree swings. Don't get them cold at night. They'll stop growing. They'll turn purple. The buds just turned into these black rocks. They don't do anything. They freeze up on you. Don't do that. Uh, they do not like being overwatered and they especially don't like cold water. No plants really do enjoy the cold water. They're slightly challenging to grow. The problem is they're supposed to change colors and do weird shit. And new growers see those colors and see the differences that these plants do. And they panic and freak out and try to fix it. Grow it just like any other plant. And it will work just like any other plant. If you don't fuck it up and freak it out, uh, it won't fuck up and freak out. It's supposed to change colors and do weird shit. That's part of the plan. I'm trying to find my pages in order. There we go. Uh, the next thing is uh, they like low pH and medium nutrients in flower. Too much nitrogen will make it do the bud spin. I talked about that spiral staircase a moment ago. Too much nitrogen will definitely attribute to the spiral staircase. Now, I did say low pH. A lot of the time, I recommend about 6.2 to 6.4. Stick around that 6.1, 6.2. 
Uh, I've seen these plants grow very well in low, low pH. I've seen them go 5.8 and thrive. Uh, you'll make the dark plants really dark, really purple. Uh, low pH and lots of kelp, I think, will bring out a lot of stank. That Yeah, stank. Not just stink. It's stank. All right, where am I going from there? I've got another... <clears throat> got one last page i do apologize for the throat clearing i'm not even sure that i'm going to edit that out because i'm on such a good flow uh the best grows were in soil or soilless mixes this plant didn't seem to like hydro as much as the soilless mixes however the hydro guys did kill it but the soilless and organic guys were crushing it if i were going to grow saka souffle i would probably grow it uh four seven gallon pots under a thousand watt light I would veg it until it reached the scrog net, and then I would put it into flower and for the first two weeks, work it into that scrog net. Then it'll take off and keep growing. I may put up another net to support those big buds, but that's probably how I would do it. Or I would find that phenotype that shoots one main cola, and I would do in a, uh, in a five by five, I'd probably do, uh, depending on numbers, if you had unlimited numbers, probably go with 16 of those uh, in a five by five veg them till they're about a foot and a half tall, then flip them and they'll be ready to go. Um, that's what I would probably do. Uh, it looks like there's a lot of space when they grow because they get a little bit stretchy, but they will fill in if you don't overfeed them. Uh, veg is like cookies is what I wrote down, but it takes off in bloom. Where are we? Oh, do the sea of green, find a good phenotype that makes the big cola and just cram a bunch of them in. If you're the hydro guy that grows on cubes, uh, do the four by four table with like 64 cubes and veg for like a week. This plant would kill it with that. Um, I don't know that I would recommend Saka Souffle outdoors for a lot of people unless you've got a good environment. I said it makes giant buds. Those giant buds do put you at risk for problems outdoors late in the season. Uh, this year we saw a lot of people with bud rot, with powdery mildew, with extreme damage in the middle of their buds. I fear that this makes such big buds, you would experience those types of problems. So unless you can control that, I don't know that I would recommend this outdoors. Uh, these plants do make a very great calyx to leaf ratio, so they are easy to trim. If you hate trimming and you like big fat harvest, these may be the plants for you. Uh, very, very nice bag appeal. The buds have a silvery purple color that comes from the cookies. Some of them get very dark. Uh, the others are very bright, bright green. So you're going to get very good bag appeal. Everything will be super frosty. Um, the rosin, we made rosin. I can't say we, I watched. <laughs> I supervised. I had my hands on my hips. I was smelling a lot going, smells like you're doing a good job. Uh, friends of mine made rosin. And the rosin that came out of the press looked like velvet. It had, it was silver and glittery. It looked like a silver sheen with speckles in it. It looked like they were mixing metallic paint. Uh, really beautiful concentrate. Uh, the dab tasted like eating. Oh, that camera just fucking died. I got to finish it on this camera. Got to finish up quickly. Uh, tasted like eating a buttery pastry. You guys, I got to go quick. I don't want this to end. Uh, smelled like uh, buttery armpits, bad armpits, or a hippie girl who works as a pastry chef. All right, that's what I've got. I'm going to wrap it up because that camera died. I don't want to lose this episode. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Check out my website, iregenetics.com. Email address is growfromyourheart at hotmail.com. What do I have here at the end? Black Friday sale. You know how to get that. Shout out to my buddy Rosin Man. Until next time, take a fat dab. Give your mom a hug for me. I hope I got all this on recording. Happy Thanksgiving, you guys. I love you. <laughs>